Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a legend in the game, somebody that has been uh, doing real estate for 20 plus years now and uh, has helped so many people over the years, which is amazing. Um, has some awesome podcasts and a new book out as well that is really showing people to win back time when it comes down to uh, real estate investing, what it can do for you, and not just being that workaholic that uh, you end up sacrificing friends, family, and a true life, right? Uh, One of the biggest regrets that so many people on their deathbed end up saying is, hey, I wish I just had more time. Right. And, and it's heartbreaking. So uh, we're going to be able to dive in with this legend today and be able to uh, really get a deeper dive into the book and his uh, real estate background and, and how many people. It's crazy. I think it's what, 63,000 uh, members of um, over the years that you've been helping out and uh, just making a bigger impact in this in this world of real estate. So I love it. So, Rich, what's going on? How are you today? Doing good, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you joining. Um, anybody out there that doesn't know more about your history, what you're up to in the world of real estate, you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view? Sure, yeah. Uh, so my wife, Kathy Fetke, and I, uh, we started this company called Real Wealth um, back in 2003 uh, after we had a scare. Uh, I was told that I had six months to live from a doctor. Uh, I had melanoma, which is skin cancer, and they thought it had spread to my liver, uh, but it was a misdiagnosis. But for three months... We didn't know as I went through several tests and met with oncologists and all. And basically, they were saying that I had six months to live. So Kathy had the rally and she was a stay at home mom at the time. And she's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make ends meet? We had a 10 year old daughter, a three year old daughter. Uh, so it was a real, it rocked our world, this um, <laughs> to say. Um, but with that, so uh, I was a coach at the time. I had just signed a book deal with Simon and Schuster. I had a thriving coaching practice. I was giving keynote speeches all over the country. It was like I was on top of my game. And this really just kind of pulled the rug out from underneath my feet. And Kathy was a stay-at-home mom. So she's like, I have to make, you know, figure out a way to make ends meet. She had a small radio state, a radio show in San Francisco uh, that was fo- focused on coaching. And it was all about coaching people on their dreams and, and all that. And she just said, okay, I'm going to start interviewing people who are financially successful. And those financially successful people made their money through real estate. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, no surprise. <laughs> yeah, so she came home all excited and she's like, I think I found a way uh, for me to make money for as a career. And so she got excited about it. In the meantime, um, the doctor gave me the diagnosis that I was, I was clear, I was cancer free. Um, but that was the spark. That was the impetus that got us into real estate investing. And uh, so we started to invest um, out of state. We're in, from California. We went to Dallas, Texas and bought five rental properties. And that kind of got us into the flow. And, and then through that, um, we started to have friends and family and other people who are listeners of Kathy's show uh, ask us how we did it. So we said, let's form, let's form a group. And so we formed a group that we called Real Wealth Network. And we thought it would just be a network of maybe a hundred or a couple hundred people. And that today it's over 63,000 members that we've helped. Um, and we help people get into investment properties around the country. And we also syndicate mostly in residential development. Uh, so that's kind of been our 
it's kind of in our path, helping other investors. But at the same time, Kathy and I are very active investors uh, and passive investors. Um, so we have a portfolio of properties as well and in, in invest in other people's syndications too. I love it. What, um, what does the portfolio look like uh, currently? How many are you in different states? Yeah, yeah, we're in about eight different states right now. Uh, so we have multiple properties in different states. Um, we have uh, a couple Airbnb units, short-term rentals that do really well, incredible. Uh, and then we also are, you know, general partners in the syndication. So we've done about a dozen syndications, uh, those mostly residential developments or entitlement. We'll entitle a whole plot of land and then sell it off to a major home builder. And then the investors profit, they get their return. And then, so we're involved that way as well. Yeah, I love that. So I, I can't, personally, I can't uh, imagine, you know, going through, um, you know, battling cancer and realizing, you know, the doctor tells you one thing and you start just looking around and start really getting scared uh, for your family, for yourself and everything else, all the feelings and emotions that, that play into it. Yeah. Um, tell me what was going through your head at the time and uh, what were you doing to, to just cope with it? Whew, yeah, it was definitely a lot of despair and tears. Um, yeah. And there was that other part, you know, you got one part that was just like, you're going to die, you're not going to be able to see your daughters grow up, get married, have, have grandkids or anything like that, which we now have a grandson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I had that voice over here. And then there's this other voice over here saying, no, you're going to be fine. It's okay. You know, focus. So I tried to kind of feed this voice, you know, focus yeah. over there. Um, Keep the other one quiet and push yeah, away. You know? Which is easier said than done. You know, it's yeah. definitely, definitely a challenging time. Each time I'd go in for another test, it was a CT scan. And then I'd come out of that and meet with the doctor. And he's like, yeah, it still, this shows four masses on your liver. And then I'd have to wait several weeks for another test. And it was an ultrasound and I got those results. And he's like, it still shows four masses on the liver. Yeah. So that's where in melanoma, they said, if melanoma spread to your liver, there's, there's just, you're going to have about six months. It's about sure. all you can do. Uh, so it wasn't until I had a PET scan, which is the most advanced scan for finding cancer, um, that it said I was cancer free. So basically the misdiagnosis was just clusters of blood vessels. Uh, they're called homangiomas. We, we all have them somewhere in our body. Mine yeah. just happened to have some it's form when we're babies, you know, when we're forming. So not dangerous, but but definitely but a scary, a scary, uh, a scary danger. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was wild. It was really, it was heavy. It was scary. I remember I was jumping on the trampoline with my three-year-old daughter at the time. We were just laughing and she, we fell down together and she fell on top of me and we we're laughing. And I just looked at her and I just broke down in tears yeah. and she's like, what's the matter, Papa? You okay? And, you know, I'm trying to just suck it up, but yeah. it was just that realization. And, uh, Kathy wasn't as worried. Kathy just, she's like, a freckle is not going to kill you. <laughs> what she yeah, would say. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you, jump out, of, you yeah. jump out of planes, you know, you surf hurricane waves, all this stuff, you know, and I'm not, not going to believe this. So she didn't, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, she wanted to make sure that she was prepared and yeah. do things financially. So yeah, it was a trippy time, but it was that, you know, it was that, spark that really had us get the awareness. You know, we, we actually had been landlords because we got our first property in 97. Uh, Kathy's dad had to do a 1031 exchange um, because some of the, he was in an apartment complex yeah. with some partners and they ended up selling it. He didn't realize that they, he got a letter in the mail saying, 
this has been sold. And so his time to identify property for a 1031 exchange was greatly reduced. Yeah. And so he went out to all his keys, got five kids and he called them all up and said, look, I need to buy something fast. And Kathy jumped on it and she found this 4,100 square foot um, property in the San Francisco Bay area. It was right after we got married. Um, and so he did his 1031 with that. And we said, we'll be your tenants. We'll take good care of it. And we did. And that was in 97. And if you know what happened in 97 and after that, uh, real estate value started going up, up, up. So that property appreciated about a hundred thousand dollars a year. And yeah. so after, after several years, we were able to do a cash out refi, use that money to buy uh, the investment properties that I mentioned. Uh, but when we took on that 4,100 square foot house, it was way more mortgage than we could afford at the time. So it had uh, two lower units and the master bedroom had a separate entrance with a stairway going up to it. So we blocked off the master bedroom to the house. We turned, converted the two downstairs units into uh, having kitchens and all that. And we house hacked house back hacking. in 1997. Yeah, I was going to say you did some house hacking. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. yeah finding finding tenants on Craigslist, you know, a little yeah. more dangerous, but, uh, but it, it worked there. out great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it worked out great. Yeah. I love you do that. what you got to do. Yeah. And it's so great and for anybody just even considering starting. It's like that is such a, an amazing tool to uh, to work with in the beginning, even if you're just renting, you know, you could start off, um, you know, saving up more money by by house hacking and, you know, being the, the person in charge for uh, managing the rent and hopefully live rent free, you know, so absolutely eventually saving enough you know, enough to, uh, get your own mortgage and so forth. So I love that strategy. Um, so talk to me, you know, when you guys first really started investing, you know, physically yourself, it was at a state in Dallas, Texas, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. North, so, of, North of Dallas. Yep. Rockwall. Okay. Yeah. Tell mm -hmm. me about that deal. What did it look like? Why Texas? Well, because, um, because Kathy had this radio show in San Francisco, she was able to, um, attract some pretty big names to come on to talk, to promote themselves and talk about real estate. So she had this guy named Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if you know him, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually wrote the forward for my book. This my recent book. I'm super stoked on that. Um, but he was on her show. This is back way back in, you know, 2003, 2000, it was probably 2004 when he gave her this advice. And he said, uh, look, I'm, this is, there's a crash coming. Uh, sell your high priced California properties and get into markets that are more linear, that are cash flowing, you know, protect yourself. Wow. And so um, that's basically we took his advice. And that's what Kathy started recommending to uh, the members in our network. And people started to do that. And we saved them a lot of money and saved us a lot of money because some of these, you know, the one thing we didn't do was sell one of our high priced California rentals and went through the whole crash. And that one just, that one, and that actually the original house that I told you that we house hacked, we had hung on to that because it was appreciating so much and then yeah. it stopped appreciating. Yeah. And so that ended up being a short sale later, which is really, you know, really sad and a loss, but luckily we did move into Texas for, you know, for the other properties. I love it. Lesson so, learned. Yeah. That it's, it's so key. And that, that really holds value to listen to your mentors, you know, and, and yeah. you, you're kind of like me in the beginning of, um, you know, you'll listen to them to a certain degree, but then uh, you got the world views right here that, Hey, it's working really well. So we're going to hang on to one, yes. um, so, <laughs> you know, you learn from it, but it's, it's a good learning lesson as well. Like mm -hmm. you're not going to make mistakes like that again. 
Um, yeah. So with those properties that you did sell and you got out, you saved not just your, your own butt, but so many others, which is very uh, amazing, thankfully. Um, you just started looking in Texas and, and starting to... I assume by cash or well, this was the this those were the days of the the no income, no verification, sure. no you know documentation, you know the you know liar loans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so basically, you know, people just basically no money down, and they were giving loans away, which yeah. created some of this, you know the major cause of that problem. Um, but so what we were able to get in and do uh, a lot of it was no money down, or sometimes five percent down, just sure. ridiculous, and. Um, yeah, that, that was our, that was our entry into that. And basically we just connected with, uh, an agent over there, a broker in Texas and just said, you know, show us these properties. And we were actually looking at, they were brand new homes are like DR Horton homes, uh, that we got for right now, just a little North of, um, of Dallas, we were getting them for 145,000 for like a three, two, a three bedroom, two bath, beautiful homes, brick, all landscaped and everything, $145,000. And they were renting for 15 to 1600 a month. Nice. Uh, yeah. you know, I, w- I wish yeah. we bought a hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you still um, hang on to those today? Yeah. So we hang on, we hang on to the properties that, yeah, that, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Some, sure. you know, some sell, you know, when they, when they've accelerated enough or appreciate enough, then it's kind of like makes sense either. Yeah. Usually we'll do like a cash out refi, you know, just to kind of refi till you die type thing. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, we like, we'll hang on to the good ones and then kind of like prune the dead wood. We kind of look through the portfolio and see what, what property should we be letting go of. And, um, and sometimes you get these offers from wholesalers and they're, they're not too bad. Uh, they just, you know, there's a frenzy and they, they think they can get it and fix it up and, and flip it or sell it to a flipper. So sometimes we'll sell properties that way. Yeah, I love it. Um, talk to me, what have you been doing the last couple of years for real estate right now, especially with um, just seeing what's going on out there in the market and how crazy it is? You know, is there any, I guess, resemblance to uh, back then when you went through the first crash? You know, the only resemblance is the psychology of the mark of the of people, really, yeah. and and the fear, and so many people saying, "Here comes 2008 again." But it's sure. and you know that it's so different. It's such a it different is. thing. Yeah, what yeah. what got us there is not going to get us where we are now. Um, there's still a glut of you know, depending on who you're listening to, but it's definitely between three and five million homes. Um, that that we're missing. You know, yeah. we were, under uh, yeah under, under right. We, we exactly. can't keep up. Yeah. yeah. And so inventory is still, you know, really hard to come by. Uh, so we actually haven't changed our strategy uh, after we learned the lessons of 2008. It's it's buy and hold in uh, emerging markets, usually in the southeast is where most of our markets are, where we invest, yeah. where we refer our investors to, where we have property teams. Um Make sure you're not negative cash flow. You know, I know it's hard to get decent cash flow nowadays, especially with interest rates at where where they are and going up, you know, slightly. But still, you know, it's like locking. Well, you have to do Airbnb, right? It makes sense. Like out here in San Diego, like we we do the burst strategy as well. But to make it really make sense and and truly cash flow well, you have to do Airbnb short term rentals. Hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kathy and I have two short term rentals in California. Those are our only yeah. short term rentals. We just got a new one up in uh, Park City. We got a townhouse that's you know right next door to a ski area. Uh, so that'll be a short term rental too. But that's 
yeah, that's the way you can make the numbers work for sure. But, but that's where you usually just direct most of our, most of our investing funds into Southeast and emerging markets where people are going, businesses are going, you know, yeah. we have, we have four different property teams in Florida. We just got back from Tampa and St. Petersburg. We had a, a live event, our first live event for the company in two and a half years. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy and we it? used to do them every month. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow. so it's so it's that just a slow and steady. You could you could call it boring investing, yeah. but it's uh, but it but it's safe and over time, you know, you know, time creates real wealth. It's yeah, it's it. generational wealth that will come. You know, slow and steady wins the race, right? So yeah. um, just buying intelligently. But just like you said, anybody out there that is uh, over analyzing the market, of course, we're in some crazy wild times. Like nobody's got the crystal ball. Like nobody. So. Whoever is listening to this, by all means, don't don't take this as like the Bible. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, there is not enough supply uh, for the demand. And there is so many people out there with a lot of cash, believe it or not. So not all need loans, even though the interest rates are going up and so forth. Um, it's going to be a wild next couple of years to see what actually comes from all this. But, um, but yeah, buying intelligently, something that cash flows and, uh, never betting on appreciation, but just, you know, capitalizing on it when it's there is, is the way to go. Exactly. And lock in long-term financing too. I think that's really important. You know, these arms, these bridge loans and all that to short-term financing. It's like, it's just, yes, you could make that work over the past few years. And a lot of people did make it work and they're getting really cocky because they think they're just like professional real estate investors and, but things are changing. So yeah, I, I worry, I worry about some people doing that short-term financing right now. Yeah. Can you imagine if, you know, back in the 2007 crash and everything, 2008, um, everybody had fixed mortgages, it would be a lot different, you know, but everybody was just giving them out the adjustables and, uh, with the whole intention to do a cash out refinance in another couple months, That's exactly what happened with so many people. Yeah. Just say, yeah, we'll just do a cash out refi, you know, and even in a year, some people did that. It goes up another hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just know like, you know, who knew Lehman brothers was going to collapse, you know, it just kind of like, wow, we mean we can't even get a loan. Like no one's even making loans. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, Talk to me about this book. Uh, It's awesome how you had certain people like, um, Robert Kiyosaki and Brandon Turner shout you out in the book. We actually just met uh, Robert Kiyosaki a couple of weeks ago in Vegas randomly um, while he's getting a sandwich in the middle of the night. Uh, we were going back up to our room. So we got to take some pictures, talk to him for a few minutes. And Jennifer snagged a video. Um, oh, good. Awesome. Yeah, nice. it was fun. You know, he, he's such an awesome guy um, and is really one of the main catalysts to so many real estate investors, just like you and me that has really like sparked the interest or something special and magical about his, uh, you know, book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then all the other content that he's came out with over the years. And obviously I'm sure it means something very uh, special to you for the simple fact that he gave you that education of like, Hey, you know, sell off now um, to save your butts, which is awesome. Yeah, that was really big. Yeah, I mean, just knowing knowing him for so long, and uh, yeah. when I was when I was the vice president of the coaching organization, we brought him in to speak at our conference. And uh, actually, one of my good friends uh, was the the only distributor for the Cash Flow Game way back when, even before Rich Dad Poor Dad came out. So because that came, a Cash Flow Game came out first, 
he wrote Rich Dad After. And so she was the distributor to bring that over. Um, he was in Hawaii at the time. So she brought that game over. And yeah, so really cool. Just in, great, great to know him. And yeah, he wrote a, the, the forward he wrote for my book is just, it, it's super cool. It's as good as the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell yeah. me about the book. You know, it, you were telling me a little bit prior before we we uh, started recording, but it sounds amazing. I'm really actually excited to for Jennifer and I to read it ourselves. Um, but for anybody out there that needs to know deeper into the book, like give, give the breakdown behind it. Sure. Yeah. It's, so it's called The Wise Investor. It's a modern parable and it's about creating financial freedom, but also living your be- best life. You know, really, like you said, it's about time. It's about becoming your best self. Um, my background as a coach and for 15 years as a coach working with so many clients, I just learned a lot about what motivates us, what moves us, what helps us create momentum, those yeah. inner, those inner limiting beliefs, how to deal with those. I kind of wove that into the story. Um, and then all the experience of running real wealth and all the members that we've worked with and their stories that we heard uh, and everything from growing a business to investing in real estate and creating financial freedom. So I wanted to, I just wanted to weave it all in into a story because a story has this ability to connect facts and information emotionally. And it elicits a change in us where it can change our mindset. It can, it can really you know, spark something in us. So that's what I wanted to do, especially as a coach. I still feel I'm a coach and it's like, that's what I want to do is encourage people to, to move toward what they want to actually take some action, not just read faction figures and, and forget about it, which we don't always do, but in a non, the, the stats on nonfiction books are amazing. I think it's 86% of people. I think it's 86% uh, of people don't make it past the second chapter in a nonfiction book. Isn't that mind blowing? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They, yeah. B- they jump onto the next book or whatever. So yeah. I wanted something that someone couldn't put down. And so that yeah. was my goal. So it tells a story of this guy, his name's Ryan Brooks, and he's a, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a hard worker, uh, he's a hardworking employee, but he works so many hours that he has no time for his family or his life. And uh, then he meets this new friend and mentor who um, teaches him about investing, teaches him about business, teaches him about creating financial freedom, financial stability, and really helps him. So it kind of follows that path. uh, And it's engaging, you know, it's just engaging in the sense of a lot of the stories, a lot of the characters in the book are people that I've experienced in my own life, and including my story woven into it. So I love it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to to listen to this and because you have it on Audible uh, coming out soon, right? And then uh, ebook is already out, correct? Yeah, it's out now. Here's the here's the cover. So it's not printed yet, but I do have just the cover. So that's what yeah. that one looks like. Um, yeah. The supply chain issues are affecting the printing industry as well. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, the ebook is available now. It came out on four twenty April twentieth, and um, it is it's doing great. It's uh, yeah. I didn't think it would do so well, but it's on the been on the bestseller list for the last month every day. Kind of blows my mind. Audiobook yeah. comes out uh, uh, end of June uh, through Hashtag Audio. Will be on audio uh, Audible and all everywhere on audiobooks and. I took the challenge of reading it, narrating it because yeah. I say challenge because there's 10 different characters, including females. <laughs> so, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a good challenge, but I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. We'll see how the response is. But uh, I oh, took yeah. a couple of courses in voice acting to prepare for it. 
so I wouldn't be too over the top. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that you invested into this to really, you know, outperform. I love that. That's what yeah. it's all about. I was going to hire a voice artist because uh, there's so many talented voice artists, um, but I had too many people from our team and too many friends and family just saying, no, Rich, you, you got to narrate your own book. And so I went for it. <laughs> so we'll see. And then, uh, then the hardcover will be out the end of August. So that'll okay. be all printed and, and available. So it's on Amazon. It's on all major booksellers. Yeah. And, and what, um, what would you say uh, people are going to walk away from when they read or listen to your book um, that they can truly take action on and be inspired with? Yeah, that's a great question. It depends on the reader. Uh, sure. So I, I really... If, if for a real estate investor, someone who's already creating financial independence and they're working on that path, yeah. it's going to be um, a little bit more like drinking the Kool-Aid. It's yeah. going to be like, yes, yes, I'm doing this too, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, like Zig Ziglar said, mo- people, some people say motivation doesn't last, but neither does bathing. That's yeah. why we recommend it daily, right? Yeah. <laughs> so take a so, shower every day, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. So it's that, motivation the same way. Yep. For the for the investors and all that, it's going to be kind of that. Um, oh, I'm doing the right thing. I'm moving because it shows his life over the five year period and yeah. what happens and all that and where he goes. Uh, but beyond that, it goes beyond just investing in real estate. It really is about bringing that that coaching into it where the mentor has him take a look at his whole life. He looks at, has him look at these 10 major areas of his life and looks at where he, where he is and where he wants to be. He, the mentor shows him how to step into his future and meet his future self uh, so he can really get feedback. So the reader gets to go through that same experience as well. On the other side, the reason I said it depends on the reader because there's also, I also wrote the book very much to the Henry's out there, those high earners, not rich yet people. Yeah. Uh, there's so many of them, those, so many of them have come into real wealth into our network who are there in the Silicon Valley. They're making a lot of money. They're making high six figures. They're maxing out their 401k. Especially the last couple of years. It's like, everybody's making a ton of money, but you really need to be a steward of the money to, to know what to do with it, to create a great way long to put it. lasting. Yeah. yeah. A steward of the money. That's exactly it. So there's a lot of lessons on being a steward of the money and investing to save and being careful of not going over the top with your expenses. And he really looks at, um, the mentor really guides him on the difference between an, in, uh, an asset and a liability. He takes it a little bit beyond the k- Kiyosaki that an asset is not just something that makes you money. Yeah. An asset um, to the mentor that he shares, an asset is anything that brings you income or happiness or time yeah. or health. So, and a liability is just the opposite. A liability can detract from your income. It can also detract from your health. It can attract from your happiness, can detract from, from, from all that in your life. So it's really like looking, the, the wise investor, the book is about investing yeah. and it's about investing in yourself. It's about investing in your business, about investing in your life, about investing in your family and your relationship. So yeah. it goes beyond I- a lot of that. I love that analogy right there. It's like, it's very simple to, to, to look at all areas of life uh, as an asset and liabilities and, and see what you really need to cut out with your expenses and, uh, and things that are just dragging you down instead of, you know, actually uplifting you and taking you to the next level. Mm. Um, so I love that. That's awesome. So everybody that's actually listening to this, obviously go take action, get uh, your copy of the book. Uh, the wise investor, but also don't be the 86% out there, like really take action on this stuff. 
Um, I'm, I think I'm like one of like once I, I heard that statistic in the past too, and it just it's mind blowing to me because I think I'm just so stubborn that even books that I don't enjoy, I feel like I need to finish it. You power through it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's something like, well, what if I'm a couple pages from like the gold in the book that I need, and then mm. I finish the book and I'm like, nah, this whole thing sucked, but. <laughs> Uh, it's only it's only happened a few times. Um, so it, I'm excited to read this one. Um, but it is mind blowing to hear those wild statistics of people picking up something and then not actually finish what they started. It's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of audio books so I can multitask. I can hike sure. or drive or whatever. Or do it while I'm stretching or something. Yeah. 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 And then if something really hits a chord and I really like it, then I'll order the hardcover. Yeah. yeah. And then I can then I can do all my dog earring and highlighting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Mm, I love awesome. it. Yeah. So Rich, um, you know, I, I love the book. I'm excited for that. I know the listeners are going to take action and, and, uh, and get that as well. Um, what, what do you think the future really holds for you guys and what, um, the, the impact that you guys are on track to make, you know, it's crazy because just like you mentioned years ago, uh, you know, a monthly event making a huge impact in so many people's lives and, and now it was the first one um, in the last couple of years. Are, are you planning on starting to pick it back up and, and trying to, as things start to settle out there in the world, um, or, you know, what, the new what normal, the next, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. what does the next few years look like for you guys? Yeah. So the event that we just did, yeah, that the event we just did in Tampa was the first one we've done in two and a half years. It's just, it's crazy. But so we're, and actually we just had a meeting this morning with our whole team yeah. and we're just like, that really went well. And wow, how, how much we missed being able to meet our investors and our members face to face and get some handshakes and hugs and hang out and learn together. So yeah, so we're going to get back to probably not doing monthly, I think we're probably going to do quarterly events. Oh. Um, yeah. And, you know, Kathy's a co host on bigger pockets, the on the market podcast, which is just we we're talking earlier about like, where do we see things going and what's the strategy now? Uh, I just listened to the most recent on the market podcast this morning. And it's like, it's you know, Kathy and um, four other experts who are really boots on the ground, people who know it and they're stat studying the, the data and also real world experience. Um, so yeah, so it's, that's been her major focus is really, um, you know, delivering on like what's happening in the market right now. That, yeah. And that, I feel like that's her purpose. She's really just complete. She's just obsessed with it, which is so funny because she used to, we used to have these financial meetings and she would just like be completely checked out and be like, or, yeah. or, or wouldn't show up or forget them. And she's like, I just don't like these meetings. And it's like, yeah. and then so to, to see her have this turnaround over the years and now uh, being a real, you know, just an, just an expert on it. It's incredible. And a lot of that came from interviewing just some real high level economists and, and key people. And now she's got friendships with them and they, they strategize together. That's pretty cool. So that's, that's been her focus going forward. I love it. I, I love, uh, Kathy's, um, just the way you describe her. It just sounds like she's amazing. Uh, obviously better half and, uh, somebody that's a great partner to be able to do real estate with and, and keeping, keep a pulse on, on what's going on in this crazy world. Yeah. I definitely married up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, know that. Smart, man. Me too. <laughs> uh, well, brother, I appreciate your time so much today. Um, anything that you want to leave the listeners with um, that may be like second guessing, either taking action in real estate or uh, just simply doesn't know like what path to take. And then afterwards uh, we can jump into how people can get a hold of you. 
Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing I see that holds people back, you know, through my years as a coach and coaching hundreds of clients and then with real wealth and the members there. Uh, and we know that it's, it's fear, it's resistance. Yeah. It's that little gremlin in our head that says you can't do it or what this is going to be like 2008 again, or your, your family lost money at this and everything. So, um, I just might from experience of coaching people through that fear, the best way we can do that is not to avoid it or just feel the fear and do it anyway. It's to listen to it and to yeah. embrace it and to just say, Hey, fear, what do you need from me right now? And, and that, and that fear it's in our subconscious mind, it's there to protect us and, you know, make sure that we don't suffer loss or embarrassment or failure. It's like checking in with that fear and just saying, what do you need from me right now? And usually the, that, that inner gremlin or that inner voice is going to say, I need to know this. And then you have an answer to go out and research it. Mm -hmm. So it's like learning, 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 and listen to that fear and see what it needs and then take action, set a date on like, okay. I will take action by this date because I've seen so many people invest thousands and th tens of thousands of dollars in courses and gurus and all this stuff and masterminds. And they don't, they don't own a single investment property. And yeah. so, so there's gotta be, you gotta have an action date, say by this date, I will take action. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. At the end of the day, fear comes from a lack of faith or a lack of education, right. For better words. Right. So yeah. Uh, you know, once you're educated, you start adding more tools to the tool belt and you start getting more equipped to be able to build the house, you know, in this analogy. So uh, <laughs> really, you know, the more education you get, the more you surround yourself with next level people and find yourself a freaking mentor to say the least, yeah. uh, because it will save you so much time, so much headache and really be able to take you to the next level. Like that's what it's all about. Uh, you're going to skip the learning curve and uh, be able to uh, move more efficiently without the fear dragging you down. Totally. You know, real estate's been able to change my life. I know it is 100% changed your life and <laughs> the, the impact that you've made on so many people, uh, not just on this podcast, but in, in, you know, all the different platforms you've been on and, and, uh, and, you know, helping out people at the events and so forth. So uh, we are all just so grateful for you. You just gave almost an hour of your time. Is there anything that myself or the listeners could do to give back to you? Oh, no, this is enough. Yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I think this is great. And we're all learning together, you know, we're all learning and growing. And I, I'm just amazed that like, um, I'm super grateful for, you know, like you, for anyone who puts a podcast out and helps educate people. I'm also really grateful for people like, you know, like you have a book, you know, I know how much goes into writing a book yeah. and it just amazes me how many hours and how much research and how much learning and work that someone will put in their, their lifetime of experience into one book and they charge 10 or 20 bucks for it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like learn, 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 learn. That's, that's what I would say to, to any, anyone here is just like, keep learning, make the most of that. And it's a, you know, it's a cliche, but there's a, there's a reason for cliches. The more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah, no, it's so true. I love it. Rich. Well, I appreciate your time greatly. Um, how can the listeners get in contact with you? Um, on Instagram. I'm, yeah. Instagram. I'm rich Fetke, just R I C H. And that's F E T T K E. And then for the book, if people want to learn more, obviously it's on Amazon. If you just type in the wise investor, it'll come right up. It's got that, that uh, money tree on the front. Yeah. And then, or if they just want to learn more about the book, they can go to thewiseinvestorbook.com. Love it. Cool. Well, we'll definitely be getting our copies. Uh, I highly encourage you guys to be able to make the impact in your life 
by grabbing your copy as well. And then uh, go follow Rich, um, reach out to him if needed and be able to just show him the support and love on this new book. It's, uh, it's already got, I don't know how many five-star uh, reviews, but it's, it's stacked up. Um, so it's saying, it's saying some volume right there, but I appreciate you so much, Rich. Guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you're looking to uh, have any credit repair done for you services, check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to really get educated in credit, like all areas of credit, as far as understanding how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to fix credit faster than anyone in the industry, and then build up and get several six figures in funding, even seven figures in funding. I know the banks are crazy right now, guys, but you can do it. Um, afterwards, be able to take those funds and leverage it, put it to work and make money, make infinite returns just like the banks do. Then check out creditcouncilelite.com. That's www.creditcouncilelite.com. And uh, you can check out more information on there. But anyway, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. And we will see you on the very next episode next Monday. Till next time, guys. Stay blessed. Thanks, Rich. See ya. Thank you.